Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, it's all about understanding and continuing your physical intimacy beyond the honeymoon phase, as well as the many phases of life you're going to go through together. Many of you are familiar with the artist Pablo Picasso, and I found this quote uh, from him that speaks so much to what we're going to talk about today, and it says, I am always doing that which I cannot do in order that I may learn how to do it. And I want you to just think about that, about stepping outside of a com- your comfort zone, because that's what Picasso is talking about here. I, I, I'm doing things that I don't think I can do so that I can learn how to do them. And as we all know, Pablo Picasso, one of the most world famous artists of our time. I mean, just absolutely amazing what he has done. And obviously just even hearing this quote, it means that he had to go beyond what he didn't even think was possible for of himself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we jump into that, you know that we love reading our one hugs be they emails that we received, be it iTunes reviews, be it voicemails, comments on Stitcher, you name it. If you want to say something to the One Extraordinary Marriage family, go ahead and leave that hug and we're going to sh- we always share them on the show. This one came in on iTunes just recently here and it said we live in a day and time where marriages are struggling. So many do marriage like they saw it growing up. That oftentimes is not a good thing. I am grateful for Tony and Lisa DiLorenzo, a wonderful voice for addressing one of the most difficult issues in marriage. I've been listening for a while now and have received tremendously helpful insights on what I can do individually and how to improve my marriage as a team. Please keep doing what you're doing. And I look forward to your visit to the Midwest, Chicago. Yeah. And for those of you We are excited because we are, gosh, under a month Mm -hmm. and we are going to be in the Midwest. So we will be doing our Midwest tour there. And we just found out this morning that we have Columbus. We have a host in Columbus. We have the, the place almost set up. You can find all the details for either Columbus, Indianapolis, or St. Louis at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash meetup. Just a heads up. It's five bucks a person. And that's just to cover the cost of food and drinks, uh, non-alcoholic that is when we're there, but don't miss it. If you're in any of those areas, we want to see you. This is going to be a fun couple of hours of just hanging out. Elisa and I are going to have a little time up sharing, um, three big issues that we see in marriage 
and we're going to just do that. But more importantly, it's about just getting to meet each other, others in the one family as well. So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash meetup for all the details and to RSVP your spot at either Columbus, Indianapolis, or St. Louis. Those of you in Chicago, we will be at Flame Fest. Mm-hmm. So for all our firefighter couples, we can't wait to see you there. So let's jump into this, this ongoing physical intimacy. And, you know, most of you at this point in time, it is summer. Kids have been out of school anywhere from, you know, the last three weeks to the last week. They have been checked out. If, you know, if you guys have high school seniors in your house, you know, they checked out as soon as they got their acceptance letters. Um, We have in our house, one that was going from fifth grade to middle school. So somewhere around the beginning to middle of May, he was pretty much done. Mm-hmm. You know, homework was sparse. There weren't really any, you know, the projects were all wrapped up and things like that. And, and so you see it in your, in your students or you see it in people around you that they're just kind of coasting right through the end of the school year, coasting, not really investing anything else. They've got the acceptance letter. They know where they're going next. Don't have to work hard. And what I'm noticing, be it in my coaching clients or in those that I meet when Tony and I are out and about doing things or at networking events is that there are a lot of couples who are coasting in their marriage, specifically in regard to the physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. And this really came to a head when I was talking to a coaching client. This couple have been married 20 plus years. They've been through a lot of life changes. They've gone from raising their children's to children to being empty nesters to different career changes to just life. Right. Different phases that we're going to go through. We're going to go through. I mean, Tony and I are coming up on 20 years together. Right. And uh, like, I can't even tell you how much our lives have changed in the last 20 years and how much we have changed. And right now, as we're doing this show, we're in for another life change is that we're moving from a place that we've lived in for the last 10 years to somewhere completely new. And as much as that is just maybe a little blip in the phase phases that we'll go through in life. This little blip, as many of you know who have moved, can be traumatic on you, your kids, your spouse, the things that need to happen, the cleaning, the getting everything ready, the dumping stuff, the donating stuff, the the selling stuff, all of that. The house is in disarray constantly because there are boxes everywhere. Cleaning. For those of you that have listened for a while, my piles have multiplied. Multiplied. Well, move. yeah, and so this is a phase. And for some of us, a move is a huge phase. For us, we're only moving 10 minutes away from where we are now. We're not leaving San Diego. Believe me, we're not leaving San Diego. <laughs> we love it here. And we can't wait to have more of you out here. Um, but it's a, it is. You know, we've noticed even ourselves just... Well, we got to do this. It becomes very, everything is just, this needs to get done. This needs to get done. This needs to get done. And where does that physical intimacy come in? Where does that sexual intimacy come in? And we're sensing it even of ourselves Mm -hmm. as we prepare to move. And then once we're in the new place and it's unpacking everything. So, you know, a move could last months. Right. You have these seasons of life. And, you know, with this coaching couple, 
that I had started sharing about, what they found was that they were drifting. They were drifting apart. They, the things that used to work physically weren't working anymore. They were struggling in the bedroom. They were struggling with, with just physical touch. They were becoming more argumentative. I mean, exactly what Tony was just talking about, you know, with what we're going through with this move. I mean, we're just, you know, tensions are higher. We're very project-based and, and it's just kind of snippy. Yeah. And it's very, I'm not going to say it's very, but you get into that mindset of this needs to get done. Right. And it's, and sometimes when we're in that phase and in that mode, we forget that there is somebody else right there beside us who's, who's on the same team. And yet we're forgetting that we need to be able to look at each other and hold each other's hands and kiss and hug each other and cuddle and do all of those things so that we are staying connected physically. The thing is physical touch is critical no matter what Mm -hmm. phase of the relationship you're in. I mean, you think back to your dating and your courtship. I mean, you couldn't get enough of just, you know, holding hands, kissing, hugging, that physical touch. And then um, over a lifetime together, that changes. You know, it doesn't have the same fireworks that it did the first time that he held your hand or that she, you know, rubbed up against you, you know, to give you, you know, to pat your arm, things like that. And yet just because the fireworks aren't the same doesn't mean that it's not important. And it doesn't mean that there isn't stuff that you can learn that can create new fireworks. Right. Because we, we tend to fall in and you guys do this just as much as Tony and I do. You fall into routines, right? And, And routines are great because it's what helps us get out the door in the morning. Like, you know that you've got to get up and you've got to take your shower and you've got to get dressed and you've got to make lunch and you've got to get in the car and you drive the same way to work. And that routine is good because it allows your brain to do other stuff, you know, and you still get to work, most Mm -hmm. of you on time. Now, perfect for getting to work, not so great in the relationship. Because in your relationships, routine leads to your brain checking out because your brain's doing other stuff because you're just doing things in routine. You still need to, no matter whether you've been married two minutes or 25 years, you still need to be actively engaged in learning what works with your spouse from a physical touch standpoint, physical. And I'm going to say physical slash sexual because mm-hmm. this is ongoing, uh, ongoing education. Those of you that are in education, you've got to get your continuing ed credits, you know, every year, every other year, you know what I'm talking about. Many of you are in professions mm-hmm. where you have to get continuing ed every year to maintain your certifications, to, to stay up with what's new in your industry. Why should your marriage be any different? I I know you're not going to get the certificate. I I know nobody's going to give you a raise for going and, you know, learning more about your spouse. But I promise you, if you invest in continuing ed with your spouse, the payoff is going to be more than you'd ever get going to a course. Because uh, case in point, Tony, what works for Tony physically, like the touches that he likes, both sexually and non-sexually is vastly different today than it was the day that we got married 18 years ago. I'm telling you it's changed and it's changed a lot over the last 18 years, 17 years. It'll be 18 October. I'm like the kids. I just want to like add that extra half a year on. But if I didn't talk to him about it and 
Trust me, guys, there were many, many years that Tony and I did not talk about touch. There was no continuing education in the DiLorenzo household. Right. We were like going backwards because we figured, well, if it worked yesterday, if it worked last year, then it should work today. It should work today. And yet then it doesn't because my body changes, his body changes. What felt good then doesn't feel good now. I'm in a different mental space. He's in a different mental space. Prior to kids. Oh, prior to kids. Yeah. After kids. I mean, those are, to me, those are big ones. Those are, those are, that's a big phase of life before kids, how you, you were engaging your spouse physically and sexually and what happened after the kids and how you guys engage and how you guys engage each other after those kids. That's, that's an upcoming show. But that's a big one as well. That's a big one. Menopause. Menopause. Another big one. I mean, we hear from couples all the time going through menopause. I talk to, I speak at a lot of women's groups. You know, women are coming up to me and they're like, what do you do? And, and so we talk through that. For men, erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction. Getting older, stress, testosterone levels may be too low. You know, unable to get a hard penis. You know, these are things that happen over time. And if we're not engaging each other and talking to each other about these things, then there is going to be a breakdown. And there's going to be an argument. There's going to be a disconnect. And that's what we know so many of you are facing. We know that the disconnect is happening. We hear from you. We hear from it in your emails. We hear from it uh, on the posts that you put on our Facebook or messages that you put up on Facebook to us because this is happening. Mm-hmm. And you're sensing the drift. You're sensing that your your physical intimacy has become so routine that there's no real engagement anymore. You're not present with one another. You're some of you, and some of you are going to be bothered by the fact that I'm going to say this, but some of you are just going through the motions. Yep. And, and I'm okay if you're bothered by that because maybe that's the wake-up call to stop going through the motions and to sit down and learn what's working or what's not working with your spouse. And I'm going to tell you, it, it, for some of you, it's going to be a really uncomfortable conversation because you've never talked about it. We've been there. Mm-hmm. We've been there. You know, it's one thing to talk about, like, let's just start on, I think, what's the easier side, the physical touch. You know, we'll get to sexual touch here in a couple minutes. But on the physical side, honey, is it okay if I hold your hand? Like, do you still like that? Do you, do you like my hugs? Can I, you know, when do we kiss? Do we kiss? Is it a peck on the cheek? Is it one of those, like, I'm going to grab your face and lock eyes and plant one on you? You know, what, what's working, what's not working. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to a, a gentleman this morning on a coaching call and, and we were talking about the fact that he comes home and he rubs his wife's feet like almost every day. But he also told me earlier on that she feels like she's being smothered. So maybe that type of physical touch isn't working. Just because it works for him doesn't mean it's working for her. And if it's a routine that has happened day after day, week after week, year after year, 
Again, phases of life, things change, something happens. We need to be able to discuss those openly and honestly with each other, not to hurt our spouse. It's the discussion is not there to tear down our spouse. It's there to lift them up, to let them know, Hey, you know what? That, that doesn't feel as good as it used to. Mm -hmm. And here's why. I mean, back it up for reasons. Hey, it just, it, it, for, to just go, Hey, it doesn't feel good anymore. That usually is going to put up some sort of defense mechanism in your spouse. You're going to, well, why not? Right. Come to them honestly and openly. Do you even know why? And I'm going to, Tony, I'm going to say something yeah. right here because it's, it's something that I think everyone listening needs to know. I don't know is not a valid answer when you guys are having one of these conversations. And I'm, the reason I'm going to say that is I don't accept I don't know for my coaching clients. Yeah. Because if you pause to really think through whatever the question is, you have some kind of answer. Yeah. What is it? it is it that, you know, she rubs your shoulders too hard or, you know, he squeezes you too tight when he hugs you or, or the kisses are too slobbery or, you know, for me. Okay. Case in point, I, at least totally coming clean here. Um, so to, I am not a big kisser. No, she's I, I'm not. I, there's just something about like the deep tongue kissing that I just, I have a bit of a block on. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I have to work through that with Tony. I mean, there, there, don't get me wrong. There are times that we do and I work through that, but I'm not the one every day grabbing Tony and just planting on this like three minute kiss. Right. He knows that because we've talked about it because when he said, why don't you kiss me like that? You know, I explained to him, it's not that I don't find you attractive. It's not that I don't enjoy kissing you. It's just, I don't enjoy tongue smacking, you know, deep throat kissing. And it, it wasn't an attack on my husband. And I want to be very clear about that. It wasn't an attack on him. It was about me and what I was comfortable with. And on my part, it's going, okay, I understand that. At, and that was through conversation. It wasn't just like, hey, okay, that's great. And I'm great about it. it no, it was, okay, explain to me why this doesn't work for you. And what then can we do so we can kiss? Because I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the ability to kiss you and hold you like that. So it comes with those conversations of being able to understand and go deeper, not get defensive because it's very easy. It would have been very, very easy for me to get defensive, throw up my walls, complain, shut down, start bickering, and then nothing gets done. Nothing gets resolved other than my feelings have now been hurt and I'm running through all the different emotions I'm going through and all the ways I'm going to, you know, not do this for Elisa because she won't kiss me or I choose to understand her more and go, okay, I'm willing to compromise here. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to go, Hey, you know what? We don't get those big slobbery kisses. Those are usually held for very intimate times when we're together. Those are held for those very passionate moments prior to lovemaking. And I can handle that. 
But I also had to be able to go, okay, what are ways that I can kiss you throughout the day and week so that I'm able to at least show my affection? Mm-hmm. And, and Tony hit on something very powerful there. He chose to listen to the conversation and to be open to what my comfort level was and, and that type of thing. And so through that, we were able to go deeper. He didn't shut me down. I didn't shut him down. Same thing happened with this couple that I mentioned, this coaching couple, because she was able to talk to her husband about what was going on and found that in just having the conversation about what worked and what didn't, and theirs was more of a sexual nature, which we're going to get to right here. It opened the door for them to experience new levels of sexual intimacy, new levels of touch, because they they suddenly took off their masks and started talking about it. And that's where the continuing ed on the sexual touch really comes into play. Right. Because a lot of us, you know, it's one thing to talk about holding hands or hugging or kissing. It's a whole nother ball of wax to talk about what works sexually. Right. And that does change over time. You know, Tony hit on some of the big ones, you know, before kids, after kids, menopause, you know, erectile dysfunction, aging, all of these different types of things, different stresses in our life that weigh mentally on us, that play out in our bedrooms because we're distracted or whatnot. And even physically on us. For, yeah. for, for guys and for you husbands out there who are listening, if you're anything like me, if you've had a stressful day a week or there's a lot of stress upon you, you may get to that point where you know, you are having difficulty getting into that moment and getting a hard on. I can totally relate. I mean, I can totally relate. There are times when I'm there, I'm thinking too much, you, you know, about everything else. And it's not worry per se. It's just, I'm thinking and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to focus in. And in those moments I need to let Elisa know, Hey, I need assistance. I need assistance because I need to get outside of my head and into my feelings and into you. And if your spouse asks for help getting into the mood, offer it, you know, be there. The only thing is, is that you have to talk about what works in order to know how to assist them. Right. And one of the ways that this works from both just a non-sexual or a sexual touch is Knowing how to touch your spouse, mm-hmm. knowing how to engage them physically in loving caress. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, one of the products and programs that we found is called Melt. And I don't know if you guys saw it up because we had it up on the website or up on the Facebook page. Where did we put that up a few weeks ago? Mm, we have a post on it. Okay. Um, just talking about it. Melt is all about massage for couples. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys are like, what are you talking about? It's very, it, these folks are awesome. Dennis and Emma are from Australia. Love these guys. I've gotten to know them. And this is a way to bring back physical touch. Now, if it leads to more, then it leads to more. And that's up to you guys. Melt, though, will allow you guys to touch each other in a romantic setting, in a romantic way. And they share how to best do this. Like, don't be massaging your spouse 
on the bed. It's too soft. Dennis goes over all of this stuff. He's a, he's a massage therapist. He understands all this. It's amazing because, and Elisa and I have been going through the videos ourselves, checking them out. I mean, just listening to Dennis <laughs> is soothing. I was I'll, say, I'll tell just you, just watch the videos and you know, it's full amazing. disclosure, they are completely dressed. Yes. There's nothing sexual about but the videos. This is about massage. This is about touch. touch. It's, it's not about the sexual nature. It, again, if you take it to that level, that's up to you. But it's an amazing way for you two to re-educate yourselves on what feels good. Mm-hmm. And guys, the reality is, is that most of us are touch starved. Mm -hmm. Most of us do not get enough physical touch in the day. And because of that, using a tool like melt and setting aside time. And it's, this is not crazy amounts of time. This is not like you're going into the spa for an hour and a half, you know, Swedish massage. This is being able to physically connect with your spouse in five, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Not, not a crazy amount of time. And in doing so and being able to break down those physical barriers between the two of you, you start to reconnect. And then taking that a step further, the two of you need to engage in conversation. What is working? What doesn't work? And from a sexual standpoint, you need to do something like the 19 questions to amazing sex. And that you can find that at one extraordinary marriage.com slash 19 questions. And, it's going to allow you to talk about those things that you haven't talked about before because the questions are there. So you're, you're not having to think them up on your own. You just use the guide. And I want to share with you, we had somebody do this over the weekend and the email that we got in just said, great list. Went over these with my husband last night. We've been married for five years and have two kids, but somehow have never really discussed most of these questions. Wow. We had a lot of fun getting to know more about each other and then immediately got down to the business of putting what we learned to good use. There, there you go. And that's what it's about. You know, you get into that physical touch that you can do through Melt. And if you want to check out Melt, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Melt. And I will have links of all of these in the show notes. So if you want to come back to oneextraordinarymarriage.com, find this episode, and we will have all of this in the show notes. But that's sort of one of those things. You're getting, you're getting that physical touch. You can plop out or print out these questions and, and ask and answer them because you're in a good space too. You guys are, like Elisa said, the touch part could be five or 10 minutes. You know, that massage part can be five, 10 minutes. And that's just enough for you guys to just go, okay. And then maybe go into three, four, five of the 19 questions. Yeah, there, there's nothing, there's no rule that says you have to answer them all in one sitting. Right. When we've done these before, I mean, it's been usually two, three, four questions. Well, I ask them, answer them, and then put it aside till the next time. You know, the next time that we're intimate, it allows us to open up. For some of you, hey, boom, we want to get through this because we want to learn. And like this couple, these couple did, man, they not only went through it, they took action immediately after. And that's part of the key, guys. You you have to take action. It's not enough to, you know, look at the melt videos or print out the 19 questions. The last part of this is that you need to commit to being a lifelong learner of your spouse. 
I, I've told you before, Tony has said it, your spouse doesn't have ESP. If something is not working for you, or if something is working, like let's say you were making love last night and your spouse touched you in a way that literally lit you up like the 4th of July, it would be really good for them to know that. Mm-hmm. It is okay to say, you know what, that touch that you did last night, loved it. Loved it because what does that do for them? It gives them confidence in your relationship and in how they love on you. It lets them know what's working. And we all want to please our spouses. We want to be able to satisfy them. We want to be able to get them in the mood. We want to be able to do those things. But you've got to communicate it. You've got to share what you're learning about yourself and about your marriage. And remember, this is a lifelong endeavor. This is a lifelong journey. You are not the same person you were when you got married. Mm-hmm. Even if you were in your early 20s, late 20s, 30s, or 40s, you're older now. Things have changed. And to not dig down and go, hey, you know what? We are changing. As much as our mind tells us we don't want to change and I get it. I get it. I turned 41 this month. I get it. And when we got married, I was 23. So it helps to know that our bodies do change. Touches that we used to like aren't so pleasurable anymore. But new ones have come up. And those are the ones that we need to be sharing with our spouse. It's time. It's time to go back to school and open the book of your spouse. And there are no cliff notes, no cliff notes, guys. You're, you're actually going to have to take the full, the full on course and you're going to have to do all the practicals and you're going to have to do the research. But I promise you the grade that you get at the end, when you've invested that much time, you'll be flying high with an A. You will ace the course. If you do the time. Yeah. Go out there. Make this an extraordinary week for you guys. We love you. And we cannot wait to see those of you in the Midwest in July 2014. Go to com slash meetup. And we will see you there. Love you guys.